0: welcome to story comic presents where we interview amazing storytellers and artists this is episode 129 and we're excited to have back with us ryan hack the host of the far storytelling podcast the creator of the webcomic the unspeakable text and the acclaimed writer and creator of Brick-a-Brack, A Fantasy Christmas Story. Welcome back, Ryan.
1: Thanks for having me. It's always fun to be, you know, you're so enthusiastic about the series. I'm so happy to talk about it again.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, and you just you just got a, issue number three. Uh, is that on Indiegogo? And as soon yeah. as I heard about it, I had to back it. I yeah, it. So, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. And I got right here, I got issues one and two. And I got to mm-hmm. tell you, when they came in the mail, I think February – sat down, read them with my girls. I thought we were going to just read a, like a little bit, maybe a little bit every night, try to sp- spread it out through, you know, for at least a week. Um, we ended up reading both of them back to back, sat down and couldn't put them down. So. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, it's fun. I It's a fun story. And I I think it's kind of, you can kind of breeze through it, but at the same time, you know, I mean, it, it's it, it's really fun. I'll just right. say that.
0: <laughs> and like I said when we were talking about it last year so you're here your episode you're my' you're episode 48 for you now it's episode 129 so wow. um, yeah so we gotta make sure we gotta we gotta have you come back every year so we got to make sure oh, yeah. that we're always talking about each one of your each one of your each one of your yeah. issues
1: absolutely I'll,
0: so get, give a bit of the our, our listeners uh our, our listeners and our interviewers who missed out on issues one and two and now they can catch up on uh, issue three give people a little bit of a background on it's not your average christmas story no so um, give people a little bit of a background on what they what brick of back so brick brack is all about
1: yeah well i would say it's if you like star wars and if you like the rake and bass specials because this is really a um an ode to those specials you know in a lot of ways especially with the characters and, and the tone um, but if you like the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeers, the Frosty the Snowmans, the um, – what else? Uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, uh, The Year Without a Santa Claus, Lester the Donkey, you know, that one, <laughs> that weird one. Or there's also a lot of different ones. Um, then you'll like this book because it has uh, – it's kind of taking those characters that are a little silly and goofy and putting them into a comic book aesthetic, a comic book um, just a feel, tone, um, and fantasy sci-fi and it's kind of not focusing on Santa Claus a lot really, but it's focusing on those exterior characters that make up planet Christmas. So we're actually mm-hmm. making a uh, the, the story takes place on a planet Christmas where there's you know different uh, people who have different languages there's uh, fantastical creatures there's people who live uh, deep underwater uh, there's uh, you know people who live on, um, in deserts in this, and this and you know there's Christmas civilizations absolutely everywhere and in this story there is a war going on uh because it wouldn't really be Star Wars or there wouldn't really be a story without that uh right and so yeah there's the Nutcrackers at least at first that seem to be these bad guys who are taking over this planet uh and for basically to take it over because they feel that it's there um that they deserve to take it over uh Uh, they've been under Father Christmas's rule for so long. And now it's finally time for them to prove themselves because they've gotten weapons and resources from an outside source who will be more um, defined in this third issue. We'll get to learn a lot more about this warlord who's um, basically his goal is global, like a galactic domination and planet Christmas just happens to be in his way. Uh, But there's a little bit more to that story, Uh, but this whole war has been started and our main character is a young boy whose friends have been kidnapped um, and he's trying to find father Christmas because he thinks father Christmas may be able to reverse all of this. And that's really the whole story is him going through this planet, encountering different characters, people that he likes, people that he doesn't like people who love Christmas, people who absolutely vehemently hate it. Like just in our world, there's mean people, there's nice people, there's all these different kinds of people who have different beliefs and um, yeah, it's that kind of story. It's really fun and it's child friendly, but it can be enjoyed by adults and people who are nostalgic for that Christmas feel. So I think that's a good description of what this story
0: is. Yeah, and you're right. And there's also there's this level of um, almost Game of Thronesy a bit as well with that. <laughs> there was a, I know issues on issues too. There was a, a quite a surprise on one of your, the characters. So it's. You're always, right. you know, there's always, um, yeah, there, the, yeah. I mean, there, there is, like you said, it is, it is family friendly, but I wouldn't say it's, it's like you more, I don't know, like you say, like maybe eight, nine years yeah. out. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah.
1: It's a little bit more like, yes, it's Star Wars. I like to t- compare it to Star Wars in a way because like, you don't really see people except for like the outliers, probably like Revenge of the Sith, where you see people get decapitated and all this, but like, uh, the you know, you don't see people get. Like you don't see blood or anything like that and you right. and the violence is very toned down and really like child pg friendly i think all the star wars movies are pg except for revenge of the Sith actually but oh,
0: really? yeah.
1: but like uh that's kind of the tone we're going for is that war and then to make it a little bit more friendly and child friendly we're bringing in these characters from this again rank and bass aesthetic kind of like making them more superhero looking so jack frost for example is like a massive hulking figure um The Nutcrackers are, you know, decked to the nines with all this super new technology. Good King Wenceslas is this knight, and his knights are super imposing and, and scary looking. But then we have like characters like Garrett, who looks just like a kid from an, a Rankin Bass special. Like he really doesn't look like right. super buffed out or anything. And his, his comrade Marie, who's you know also a part of the Christmas militia, who's fighting against the Nutcrackers, she kind of looks like she could come out of a Rankin Bass stressful too. So it's kind of like uh, you have these weird, this weird juxtaposition, but it's really fun to to have those characters interact and and it seems kind of weird, but it also seems right and fits. So it's it's a cool um, story. It's been in the back of my mind for a long time, and I'm so lucky to find artists um, who can really bring that story to life. You know, if without Raphael and without the great um, Tom Barton, you know, the guy who does our covers and who's worked on some of the backup stories. Um, It would not be what it is you know they just have this great vision this like aesthetic that they they bring to the story that um is so crucial to it you know
0: so 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 talk to us about like issue three what can people expect from issue three
1: yeah so issue three is really all-out war i would say that this is where there's a big battle like the last issue had a uh, kind of a 1v1 battle. That was really the only fight in the entire story, but it was awesome. It was a really Really cool match, match between Jack Frost and the main Nutcracker. And then, uh, we kind of get a history between those two because they have kind of a dark history and past. And then, um, we also get in the first issue, there's like a small war that our main character Garrett kind of blacks out in. So we don't really get to see much of it. In fact, I think we only see one page of it and then there's, um, really after that, there's not really any battles. So this is this is really where the main battle goes down, at least one on Planet Christmas. In the next issue, there's some space things going on because you know we are doing like a sci-fi kind of story. But this is really like that really has to do more with starships and you know right. uh, but this really is like a boots on the ground. All the different characters. So we got Father Christmas comes back, we have the good King Wenceslas and his knights, we have the Christmas Alicia, and then of course the Nutcrackers all having at it. You know, and trying to uh, basically fight and and, um, figure out what's going on there, and uh, yeah, it's just really, really fun. And uh, that's about ten pages in general, uh, maybe twelve pages of the book, and then the rest of it we get to introduce the Good King Once Lost, who is this kind of zealot character. You know, I mean, just like in our Christmas uh, that we we celebrate, uh, there's people who are very religious and reject all commercial. Christmas aspects such as Santa Claus and stuff like that. And of course, in A a Planet Christmas, if we are going to represent it accurately, uh, there must be some kind of a religious zealot who's trying to find a messiah or something like that, sort of like a King Herod character. Um, And so that's who Good King Wenceslas is. He's trying to find a Christ messiah figure on this planet and kind of redeem, hopefully who might redeem the the sins of uh, these Christmas characters who are only basically uh, he, what who he thinks is a false god, Father Christmas, who are you know, basically, you know, praying to him and uh, you know, worshiping him and making him their leader. Uh, he feels that that is wrong and rejects that. And he knows that there's something out there for him. And he's using the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future. He's using their knowledge to help him find them because they have the knowledge of all time. On Planet mm-hmm. Christmas, so obviously they could be a great help. So that's why you see them in prison at the beginning of the first issue, and you'll get to know more about them. And his whole mission is really interesting. It's something that I was a little nervous to put in the book because, like again, you know, I feel like now we kind of reject um, that idea of like putting that religious stuff into um, child children's books, especially like you know, like I can't even. But if, if you look at the Rank and Bass stuff, I mean, Jesus existed in the Rank and Bass universe, and two specials actually there's the little drummer boy and uh lester the donkey right. right so it's like it it definitely should be addressed and this is that character who does that and so we'll get to know who, who why he thinks garrett's so important who he thinks garrett is and then also the ghost of christmas past person and future how they're gonna help garrett in in some way uh he's gonna help them out and uh yeah, basically, we'll also get some revelations as to who this warlord guy is, what his plan is, why on the cover it looks like all like the Nutcracker is working with all the good guys. What did he have like a change of heart? What's going on with that? And uh, yeah, it's a really fun issue, a lot of revelations, I would say. So this is like the most epic issue. I feel like number it kind of just ramps up more and more um, right. with these kinds of issues. And like again, the cover, both of the covers are they have fire. This is like again like the, the, this is the epic battle stuff you know and so this is really uh what it's all about and so I'm really excited for this issue especially
0: so I'm always I love the idea that you've kind of reimagined some of these classic you know cra- classic Christmas themes and characters i mean first of all i can't think of any other christmas themed stories that really are intergalactic space <laughs> with Chris. like you have i have you know like that you you definitely see um some spy fi stuff in christmas where like you know like the elves all of a sudden are good at you know having all this technology but i've never seen a story like this that actually that's very Christmas based, but have it take mm-hmm. place on a different planet and their spaceships right. and all this stuff. And I love so. What I guess my my leading question for you is like, good, uh you know, the uh, good ki- good king. Um, Wenceslas. Wenceslas, Wenceslas yeah. how did you come up with the idea of him being like that? The image we're looking at, which is like this, you know, buff, you know, like yeah. knight. Well,
1: just uh, as a, re- uh, this actually, if you're familiar with Frazetta, which I'm sure you are like, this is the Conan it's kind of, we're referencing that Conan image of him on top of all the skulls. And there's like that naked woman next to him. And, you know, there's like a serpent, I think on the ground or something like that. And he's holding the sword like this. We're kind of referencing that. So, but yeah, he is like the, the whole inspiration with him is again like that trying to um, embrace that religious aspect, because again, like Christmas, like one thing I've really started to notice about Christmas, especially during, as I've gotten older, is like, there's so many layers of meaning, like, right. just even like, let's say that you don't even, um, celebrate Christmas at all. We're at the darkest point of the entire year right now. Yeah. And when, you know, like with the, it gets like right now it's, what is it like seven o'clock? Okay. It should be dark now, but it gets dark at like four o'clock here in New, in New Jersey and it gets, and it, it it's, it. It, I think it's like eight o'clock when it, the sun comes out fully. So it's like we only have not even 10 hours of light during the day. And then suddenly the winter solstice happens and then we start getting more light. So, okay, so on a basis level, on a solar level, it's a, it's, a, it's a meaningful time because we're starting to get more light. Okay, so there's that. And then you add, obviously, all this meaning uh, just with the commercial Christmas itself where we have like people getting gifts and people you know, um, celebrating all of this and, and the the gift, giving, receiving all of this, you know, these traditions of commercial Christmas, which I think are meaningful. And then obviously you add on the Christian, you, you add on Hanukkah, you add on Kwanzaa, you add these very meaningful holidays to all these different people. It's just a super meaningful time. So I just think that like, uh, it's hard to not reference those religious holidays. Like, in this special in the in this book so i think that that's really what the inspiration for like this entire story is um just like how there's so many levels of meaning but I, I think it was necessary to have a character like wenceslas in the story that's really where his inspiration came from and again um if he wants to like you think of like good king wenceslas this the 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 um song itself really is just about like a welsh king who sees someone and is kind enough to let them stay in his castle but this character, i think it invites like i don't know i've there's i've always loved that song and i've always like thought I, i i it's like a really old christmas carol so i wanted to bring like an old school christian character into this book just to see what it would be like and just like to I don't know, I find him really interesting, and he has these very loyal knights that are with him to the end, and he's an amazing fighter, and he's uh, obviously going to be a really huge asset if he teams up, if he decides to team up with who he thinks is a false god, who is Father Christmas. If he decides to team up with that person, it'll be awesome. I'm not really going to say if he does or not, but, like, uh, yeah, that's really the inspiration for him. I've always wanted to have, like, a knight-like creature character in this book. Kind of, We have castles. There's, like what is it like five castles we have in this book that we've already seen there's like obviously father christmas lives in a castle um you know uh general tchaikovsky lives in a castle or he invades a castle there's another castle there's another fortress <laughs> that is uh, taken over so there's, like the idea of castles and that it's kind of based in this like medieval universe is already alive like they have no technology before the um Caesar Demetrius gives them technology. There's no they they are very like they don't really a lot of the people on Planet Christmas don't know how to read. They're not literate. Like they're not they don't know anything about what's outside of Planet Christmas. So right. it kind of makes sense for them to have swords and that's it. Like that's their only means of defense. They're not really prepared because Father Christmas has taken out all of their um threats in the past. Right. Anything that ever threatened their planet he took care of but now suddenly there's this this war of resources going on and, and he's, he's not powerful enough really. So that's a long explanation for why I think he's an important character to have in here. Cause it's a different opinion that we've seen before and just kind of uh, it, it's necessary, I think. Right. So.
0: And you've are, I mean, you've already gotten 73 backers. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're doing pretty good. We're doing good. Yeah. And do you have, so I guess my, it's so it's it's amazing. I think one of the things that I've noticed, you know, compared to when I was a child, is that because with the advent of the internet and because of the advent of the fact that different cultures can connect so readily with each other, that we have starting to see, in the last you know five to ten years, some um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not normalizations, but just the more characters that are connected to Christmas that were not fully known a lot. Like, is there any ideas like a, for instance, like the, the Krampus is there? Oh yeah. Um, like, is there some other characters that that are kind of holiday related a bit that are holiday adjacent that you're looking at adding into the outlines? I would say, I think, i i'm not sure and in terms of like a krampus
1: probably not because we already have like all these different monsters and fantasy creatures i feel like we've kind of outdone krampus like you know i feel like they could whoop krampus pretty easily pretty much anyone on planet christmas could take him out so if if he hasn't been taken out already father christmas would have done it yeah but anyway (laughs) um i think one character that like i've kind of changed i mean like they're kind of you know in different aspects of like the Christmas Carol, like the Ghosts of Christmas Past, Present, and Future are kind of scary. Like there's the 80s version, which I think is personally the best version. Right. Where the ghost of Christmas Present is like, he's really cool and nice. And, you know, uh, Scrooge like sees him and he's eating in his house with this massive feast in front of him. He shows him the what's going on in the present with his, uh, I believe it's his nephew. And he's having this big party that he was invited to, but never decided to go to. And then suddenly at the end... The 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 demeanor of the Ghost of Christmas Present completely changes, and mm-hmm. he opens his his robe. If you've ever seen this, he opens his um, robe and he has like these two starving children underneath him, right? And then it's like uh, he's talking about this is this represents you, and this is who you're supposed. This is who you are. This is greed, and this is whatever. And it's like one of the creepiest things I've ever seen. And my version of the Ghost of Christmas Past, Present, and Future are not really that creepy, but I would say that they, uh, they they're first off, they're together. That's one thing, like, they, they have powers together. They, uh, they like, um, as you see in one of the sample pages, they transform into, like, a flying carpet, which I don't think the ghosts of Christmas present, past, and future have ever been together in, like, a thing. Like, right. in, in, in The Christmas Carol, they don't meet. So I think that's one different aspect because you're asking about, like, famous characters that have kind of changed and brought into you. The book, but yeah, I mean, in terms of sc- scary characters, I don't really, I think I've um, done anything in that aspect, but I think maybe in the future, definitely there could be some like creepy characters uh, like Krampus or uh, maybe stuff like that. But I think for now, um, my goal is just to kind of change the characters in a way that makes them a little bit more interesting. So like with the Ghost of Chris- Christmas Past, Present and Future, you know, eventually they turn into like an armor for Garrett, or they actually really guide him and ultimately, I mean, help him figure out how he's going to deal with this whole issue because they do have, they possess so much power, um, that they, again, they have all knowledge of ever, at all time on planet Christmas. So obviously they're a massive resource to him. And, uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how they help him out when he breaks them out of good King Winslet's uh, jail. But anyway, uh, yeah I, I think that's all I really have to say about that
0: it's, uh, do you also I mean I'm just curious like how large of a kind of a, uh, a a wiki you've created yourself with this It's like having all these different characters is there? Do you have a plan at Easter as well? that you know eventually it could happen. I
1: definitely think it could happen like I think with the next arc we're gonna have like Garrett be a lot older. Right. Uh, And and it's going to be like an Indiana Jones kind of thing. So it's could you know, it could be cool to like intersperse some stuff like that into the book or, you know, there's got to be, you know, if if we're going kind of owing to the Rankin Bass, you know, there's Peter Cottontail. And then there's actually like a a leprechaun. I think it's like leprechaun's Christmas gold, it's called. So we could do a St. Patrick's Day thing. You know, it's just like um, it's interesting. We could do a lot of different things, but. Yeah, I mean, the series, I'm really excited to just keep going with it, keep finding new ideas. Like I like the idea of a Christmas holiday special that never ends. It just yeah. goes on forever and ever and ever, like Star Wars or like the Marvel universe, it just never ends. Right. And I think that's I've never seen something like that. Just like a it just every year there's a new installment. I just like that. So I feel like it would be really cool if we could just have something happen like that like kind of like a hellboy thing you know how hellboy just like so one time you see him as a baby or like then you see him very old or then you see him you know when he's middle-aged but like it jumps through i like that progression because it's like you can have a story when he's really young but the character's been you know we've seen him when he's like about on almost dead or it's just really cool how mike Vignola has done that whole series where you can kind of jump around. I maybe, you know, could consider doing something like that too with just the life of Garrett himself and maybe see him eventually become father Christmas or something like that. Cause it could be an interesting thing. Why was it maybe eventually he does become that figure or maybe even something better, you know, maybe. So it's just an interesting thing that we could do.
0: And do you have, so I can't remember what you, if you said it or not last year, do you have like a, a finite, Set of issues that you're planning on, or is this going to be an ongoing series?
1: I think it's going to be ongoing. You know, because yeah. I I used to think that this was going to be it, is going to be one, two, three, and four, and that's it. But I as as I've realized this year, I just really like the series, and I feel like there's so much more we can do. Because again, it's like we're really just I haven't even shown you like half the planet, maybe even more than that. Like we've only got to see a little bit of Christmas Lantis, or like what what is it even? like a little bit of the North pole and that's not even the entire thing, or there's a desert, uh, there's lava, lava settlements. There's just a whole lot of different things that we haven't even looked at. We don't really know even like the, what, what's the purpose of the sugar foam fair, fairies Or like, there's so many things I wish I could have explained more or I want to explain better. And I think that if we just kind of expand in certain ways, like this is a big star Wars level conflict, but right. what if we just have it focused on a smaller aspect of the universe? It could make for even more compelling storytelling and maybe even a better story in that in some regard. So I just think that there's unlimited things we can do, you know, right. and, and maybe we could even do a different artist. Like I know that there's an amazing guy who does illustrations for my book uh, or for, for my card game we were talking about, um, Diego, uh, who is an incredible artist. If, you got, if you've seen this book on Kickstarter called Salty Ruse he does the art for that. And it's about like these three uh, kangaroos, one's like purple, one's blue and one's green. And it's probably some of the best art I've ever seen, but it's a little more mature than Raphael's in some way. It's like a little bit more like there's thicker lines and the character's like super buff and muscular. And like, um, it could be interesting to see like Garrett be older and with like a little bit more of a, like a not so much storybook kind of um, art, you know, right. with the next arc and make it be like, again, like an Indiana Jones kind of thing. It's just there's a lot we can do, you know. And there's we're still gonna keep that vibrant poppy art, but like how can we change it up? How can we shake it up, you know? So there's just a lot of things that I'm excited to delve into with a series. Right.
0: So let's let's jump in and look at your 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 latest Indiegogo campaign. Okay. So you have uh you have on here you got your um so what I love about Indigo like this, you have like your 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 featured sections on here. Mm-hmm um so right now that you have the the bric-a-brac physical bundle yes which is all three issues mm-hmm. and their d- digital counterparts
1: as well wow. right okay. and then the, you also get the good king once a print for every person who gets a physical book they will get the print uh the image of you know the Frazetta style image that I was talking about yes right. that one won't be included the shopping.
0: coolest thing about this if you look at it, that's 26 claims that means that's 26 new readers right
1: exactly yeah that, that's the cool i love featured perks like that it's like someone told me like oh you need to put your most expensive perk at the featured because i was like no that's going <laughs> to turn everyone off that's a horrible idea and so i think that if you make it very accessible it's like this is
0: where you can catch up with everything you know so right and then you get your eight dollar this is the the actual the uh the PDF, and do they get the digital? Is that a is it, and that's a digital poster then too?
1: Um. Well, I mean, I haven't really thought that. for Like, it's just they're gonna get the um, just the book digitally, okay. not just no like poster
0: or wall. Oh, that's right. I see. It's just PDF next to it. Okay, I got. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: right. I'm not very skilled at Photoshop. I, I kind of suck at it. You're, you're way better. The thing <laughs> even with the, this cover of this live thing, it's like I could never do that no (laughs) well also i have gimp because i stopped i i realized i didn't want to pay 20 bucks for like using uh photoshop until i got better at like that kind of interface so i just like deleted it and got gimp instead and it's me great so far you know like it's this is all i really know how to do so anyway
0: (laughs) and you got your here you got that you're and this is like your uh uh, the main one right here. This is the right. recognition number three physical.
1: Yeah. Main one.
0: Thus 27, 27 claim. So that's 27 people who've already read issues one and two. Right. Which means yes. you've now just doubled your readership so far because you already had 26 that reading the whole three. Right. Exactly. Wow. And that doesn't include the digital
1: only um, uh, bundle as well. So there's a digital only bundle. Over oh, the
0: nine there. Yeah.
1: And and then have yeah, the digital bundle of the all 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 the three books to this one. Oh, which okay. is only three people but you know it's right. still those I would think those are new readers too but because, yeah. Yeah, they
0: got to be, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And so then we have some t-shirts which I really hope someone backs because again I want one of those
0: t-shirts. <laughs> I really so, want to have, have an excuse to get one, you know. <laughs> where do you get your where do you order get your t-shirts ordered from?
1: It's just custom ink, you know, they do a good job, like they do a pretty cool job and I I, like again, it's the same way I did them last time. So Mm -hmm. I I like this cover better. Because again, it's like got the fire and it's all epic with the whole roster of characters. I think it's a little cooler than the first one because that one's kind of just two characters as opposed to having like, I don't know, six. So it's kind of cool.
0: Right. And this is something I think you did last year as well. Uh You added donations.
1: Yes. Donations to Boys and Girls Club. Yep. So again, if what, like, I think last year there were some COVID restrictions. So it was difficult for me to get everyone's Boys and Girls Club. But if there's a church or if there's some kind of like nonprofit that you would like me to donate to instead, I can easily do that for you and we'll make it work uh, if they accept them. And yeah, we'll definitely make that happen.
0: And so what does this here create a Christmas character? okay so i'll show you so for example
1: in issue two um there are several examples in issue two of people who wanted to put their specific character in the book so here i'll show you real quick here's one page example where we have um some so first we have there's a character right here someone made it and he's like i want it in the book so it's the tin soldier i think his name is then this is actually a likeness of someone who actually backed the book and then We have another two. This is the children of uh, someone who backed the book, so it was really cool to have them in. There's a couple more examples. Um, In basically, the Nutcrackers, uh, if you've read the story, have imprisoned the children of Planet Christmas because they possess knowledge of where Father Christmas could be because they still have some Christmas spirit intact, whereas all the adults have become very senile and like focused on surviving basically and so these are the kids uh some of these are some if you know who nerd wonder is i'm not sure she's on twitter and stuff like that and this this is another guy who is super enthusiastic about the book and backed it and wanted his likeness in it and it's just really a cool thing because we're doing a fantasy book and it's like anything pretty much goes unless it's not devilish or like creepy uh Mm -hmm. like does that or like kind of overtly sexual or something like that um it really works in the story because again we're kind of just embracing that like crazy anything goes kind of vibes. So I really like the tier. It adds a lot of character and and fun. And I think, especially with this book where we have, we need it because there's so many Christmas militia characters that we want to be unique and uh, we need it. Because again, like I said, there's a massive 10 page battle. So we're going to need some extras. So I'm begging you guys, like, (laughs) if you're interested, your character can be in the book for sure. That's awesome.
0: And that's actually a really good price. That's $90.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah. get everything, all the three, all the three books, all digital and the print and, and all that stuff. Wow. I might man. even make an add on so you can get a, a shirt for a discount price, hopefully. Cause I just want to sell those shirts.
0: <laughs> and how many shirts were you able to sell last year? I actually, this is the first time I'm doing the shirts, So oh, really? I just make, it Oh, okay. So this is an experiment. Okay. This is
1: really, yeah. Hope, I mean, you know, I'm not a great designer, but I, they're pretty cool. I think next time I might make an actual sweater or something like, you know, how you can do like a decal, uh, like a, you can kind of print a sweater. But these are just like simple t-shirts and stuff that I, I personally like. And it has the logo on the back and the, the cover on the front. But, you know, I maybe next time we'll make like a cool sweater or something, something like that. I think there's, I'll actually hire someone to do it, you know, because I, my digital skills are very limited, so
0: and you do also you have on there you you can get a long sleeve yeah yeah, Yep. sure as well
1: so it's like if you're in the midwest you're cool i know it's over here with 60 degrees in jersey today but like if you're on the midwest or i know it's getting pretty cold over there so yeah oh
0: and so what so what's your so you know talking to you know folks as we say we have some people that will that listen to this that are kind of in like uh you know our comic they, they have a comic written up and stuff like that and they uh-huh. just they're like we where do you find you know you know for instance like like as you're saying like you really you are you always brag about and how lucky you and your the the gratitude you feel about how um you were able to find you were able to get together your team yeah um, and so where did where would what would be your advice is say for instance if somebody is is uh, a comic writer is kind of looking for their own kind of Raphael Sam. Where yeah. would where, where would you recommend that so that a, that a comic creator looks?
1: So I met Tom through an anthology uh that I got published in in 2017 or 18,
0: 2017.
1: Yeah. And uh we've been friends for a long time and I've had him we worked on a motion comic together on all these different kinds of things and we've been and then he's been doing the covers and again he did the backup story and his he actually does full time like he works for League of Legends and he does like box art or card art or all these different kinds of things, it's a promotional art for them. He's done comic books for them and his art is incredible. And it's a, it has like thicker lines than Raphael, but he has it, but it's very complimentary and just uh, really, really cool. And uh, yeah, so I met him through Oneshi press. It was a, their 2018, uh, their 2018 okay. anthology. One of my stories was in it and he had some concept art in it. I was like, this guy is awesome. And so I, I reached out to him and then we did like a, a small comic together and that was really fun in 2018. And then in 2018, I also met Raphael. I was just, this, and this is the advice I would give. Cause again, it's kind of, un, uh, it's kind of like, I mean, you can get published in anthologies, but that was a really lucky thing for me to find him. I think that really where you need to be every day is on art station, like ArtStation, this well, okay. website is the new deviant art. And like, if you just go into the comic book, uh threat like you go on the comic book uh tier or whatever and just scroll that's where i find all my artists for my web comic that you know we're actively producing pages and find people to collaborate with i found hundreds like at least i mean dozens dozens and dozens of people to collaborate with over the past four years five years i guess it is now like just so many kinds of people who are hungry to collaborate and some of them they just want practice but uh i would say that if you're a comic book artist who has no money Ask if they want to collaborate. And and uh, that's what I do with my Unspeakable Text thing. And, uh, you know, we're, it's just for fun. You know, right. we're not, I'm not paying them a huge wad of cash. Like, um, you know, it's just for fun. And that is awesome. And, and they, you know, you you promised you're going to do the promotion for this anthology and you have all this backup, all these other comics to show them that you've done. So you're like the real deal. And just, uh, there's a lot of hungry people out there who are just willing to collaborate for free. Or, I mean, obviously with Raphael or this project, it's a little, Bit more like professional level, and you're kind of, you know, you're paying them. Uh, but you can find all different kinds of artists on ArtStation. If you just look every day, you find, you know, everyone's posting there, whether it be people who are just doing concept art or this or that. It's awesome. It's the Great. coolest website. I would say that's like better. I mean, Instagram is good too. I found some really cool people on Instagram, but usually all of them have an ArtStation, you know? So, Great. That's what i would say twitter is pretty good uh but again i would say art station number one because you'll find like high res images of their um their draftsmanship and and i feel like at this point i'm a really good judge of i mean i mean i'm not at all skilled at drawing but i know usually if someone has potential and like or if they're at a point where they can really do a good story Mm-hmm. And on ArtStation, like, you'll get that eye for that, you know, you'll kind of develop that, like, skill of knowing, like, is this person ready? Are they going to be able to do this? Um, yeah, ArtStation, Instagram, those are where you'd find them. And just big friends, show them, write scripts, too. Like, if you're a comic book writer and you don't really, if you're nervous about, um, you know, what they're going to say, if you say, oh, I just want to collaborate for free, Um you know, just write scripts and show them your, your, uh, you mean business, write small scripts, you know, because my unspeakable text story is only, usually they're only three pages or something like that. So it's not a huge commitment. It's not like you're asking them to, you know, go on this 120 page journey with you, you know, right. uh, it's a very small engagement. So that's what I would say, you know, just get on ArtStation and start writing scripts and small scripts and showing people your skills. And yeah.
0: Okay. And so, and, and you and you mentioned that with um writing yeah writing scripts what would be your recommendation on um someone says you know like say for instance you have somebody who's like who might write some long-form stuff uh and then say well how do you what 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 makes a difference between what's what what is it easier or harder to write say um a story as compared to writing a comic script
1: like prose, you mean like a yeah, like a I think I think one thing is um well, you know, like I think prose is hard I think mostly because it's very lonely. Like I that's one of the reasons why I kind of got out of it is like I am so obsessed with the collaboration of comic books. Like it's just like awesome to be able right. to throw something out to someone and then they pitch it back to you in a better way that you've ever seen before. Like that's every time. I give Raphael a script. He throws it back to me. It's like amazing. I can't even believe that that spawned out of something that I gave to him and he's, he turned it into this. And that relationship is just so addicting. Um, so I say to me, that's the hardest part of writing prose. but like writing comic books, it's, uh, it's, it's simple, but it's kind of deceivingly simple because we as writers, like we try to think visually, but really the artist. Um, you kind of have to write to your artist's strengths too, I think, you know, you kind of have to have the artist in mind and, and it's a bit, it, like, you don't want to like make it very difficult for them. Or I, again, another thing I used to do when I was first starting writing was like, I would put like several actions in one panel. Like this person is jumping and then punching and then kicking It's like, you can't do all that in one panel, you know, but as when I was like super naive and I hadn't worked with someone before, that's what I would do. I would just say like, all these four actions happen in this one panel and then the artist would write back to me like there's too much this could be one page you know so you have to think about like what uh you know how they're gonna perceive something how they can draw it and it takes practice you know but i, I would just say just if you like to write just do it you know and writers write and and that's the thing man if you're hungry you'll find people out there who want to make comic books and it's just a fun thing to do i always have loved making them and it's, it's more fun to me than prose. It's just something really fun to do collaboratively. And yeah, I would say that that's the best advice I could give anyone. It's just try to get, get, get on the internet and start talking to people who do art and just uh, write scripts, practice, write, you know, original ideas, you know, don't make them hundredth Batman clone, you know, right. we've all heard that story. Do something original, like do something you've never seen before. Like the one of the best advice pieces of advice I've ever heard is like, write about something that you think about all the time.
0: Oh, like,
1: right. um, I don't know. It could be any, and then kind of maybe make it into some kind of comic book thing, you know, like what, if you think about your relationship with your mom all the time or your, or your dad or your sister or this, turn that into something that's more comic booky or turn it into something. I don't know. I mean, I, I can't really explain where ideas from. I think ideas come from, for me personally, ideas come from God or, but you know, for it's different for everyone, you know? And right. so, uh, Try to just be original too with your scripts, and I would say that's really that's really where you uh,
0: will stand out. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also too, it's just um, Christmas is such a fun, it's oh, such yeah. a fun time, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, um, and it's 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 one of those things because it does. It's it, it kind of invokes. You know, kind of a, a feeling that people are able to connect with, mm-hmm. um, and and so with you know, we, we, you know, we, we, with your with your stories that that you've been having with with Burger Brack Bracket, the direction that it's happening. Where, when you write when you write this, do you identify with a specific character?
1: Yeah, I would say he, like the main character Garrett is the yeah. guy who I relate to because we've all been there. You know, like we've all you know, I remember distinctly when I was 10 years old, like my grandma, I think in the summer or something, Sammy Dana told me Santa Claus wasn't real, whatever that means. Cause I think Santa Claus is real. And I mean, right. he's more real than you and me, cause he's going to exist much longer than we are. But, um, regardless, like she said, oh, he isn't real. And like, you kind of go through that existential crisis of like, what does that mean? Like right. I, I, for so long, I thought this was real. I like, it's, you are heartbroken. You're you feel all these different emotions. And like that Christmas, I remember just trying to grip onto that belief of Santa Claus, but then like, uh, you know, seeing my gifts, like all the gifts hidden in my spare, my parent's spare bedroom. And I'm like, Oh no, you know, well, where did all these come from? And then, you know, just praying that Santa would, you know, give me things on this list that I only shared with me and him. And, you know, none of those things being there. And so you keep going, you go through that existential crisis of like, man, like what is happening? Why is this? I thought this was, I thought Santa Claus was real. This whole thing, that narrative I made in my mind is kind of just like collapsing and it's sucked. And that's kind of the character that he is right now. I mean, he, although Santa Claus is real in his world and there's all these characters that are real and intangible, there's a war going on. So clearly something's wrong. Clearly he doesn't, they aren't what he thought they were. So Christmas is clearly not what he thought he was. The moment he stepped out of the safe cocoon of where he was on that small island when we meet him at the beginning of this story it's not what he thought like planet christmas is absolutely not what he thought it was you know and there's just all this violence happening and um yeah he's really upset about it obviously and so that's kind of what he goes through and the whole process of the story is him hopefully regaining his hope in Christmas, regaining that. I mean, he still has the Christmas spirit and he's still going after Santa Claus. So clearly he believes in it still, but there's a part of him that's like, and we saw some of it with issue two, like just give up. Some people were just telling him like those people that kind of like were attacking them in the woods, literally told them, give up, what are you doing? You, you right. should join us, join us instead, you know, like hide in the woods and never confront your fears and just hide from all this war going on and you'll be okay just reject christmas and it's okay but no he can't do that and so it's just a really interesting like uh dichotomy thing with it. and so he's the character that i relate to the most and i hope most people do because anyone who believed in santa claus goes through that like what does christmas mean it's this crazy time where like you get gifts and like there's all this magic happening people who right. are usually mean can kind of like turn and be super nice and like we try to be the best versions of ourselves, but like, what does that mean? Why? And so is in a world where there's a war on a planet Christmas that used to be peaceful. Is it salvageable? Like, can Christmas mean the same thing it used to mean, or is it going to mean something different? You know, because obviously it needs to mean something different. They were attacked and they had, you know, because they were weak. So what, what will it mean in the future? So again, all these kinds of questions that you get, but kind of when you're a, a 10 year old, but yet like expanded on a massive level you know in this story where things are real santa claus is real in this universe but yet it doesn't matter because like the the whole idea of christmas is kind of at, at threat you know and so it's an interesting i think uh concept there and he's definitely the character i hope most people relate to but there's certainly other characters that are relatable jack frost being one of them like someone who you know, thought that this guy, this warlord from another planet was actually telling the truth and said that he wants to help and, you know, bring a technology to this planet that's going to help you and and progress you and keep and uh, help you, um, you know, get more resources instead of all of you guys just eating candy. Maybe you can actually eat fruits and all this kinds of because only the the people on planet Christmas, they only eat candy and they only drink eggnog. There's no water on planet Christmas, you know, so it's like, you know it's just like him trying to come into their their uh planet and uh you know giving them new things but obviously his whole plot was to destroy them and take from them and so he's hurt and we've all been in that situation where someone hoodwinked us and wow like we totally made a decision that we didn't that hurt so many other people's feelings you know and uh so i mean there's just a lot of relatable characters if you like we're trying to just like with the Rankin bass stories like i think that uh jack frost in a way is an archetype of the winter warlock from uh santa claus is coming to town you know the guy who at first is super mean to father santa claus when he goes through the woods to try to get the go go to the uh, one city where he gives all the presents to the kids but then uh when he's confronted uh by santa claus you know santa claus sings that song to him put one foot in front of the other right and he becomes a good guy and actually he's the person who helps uh who feeds the reindeer the this potion that makes them fly and you realize that this guy has added so much to the christmas lore that we know of santa claus with and so it's just that character is a rank and vast i feel like kind of like that redeeming character is a kind of a rank and bass staple so i wanted to have that in here but there's so many characters that i hope people relate to you know, so, uh, it's a fun book with a lot of different archetypes, uh, and
0: I hope people enjoy it. Right. Well, this is great. I mean, we're already knocking on our hour mark already, Ryan. So, uh, if people, so if, if people want to, to follow you, um, mm-hmm. and learn more about, um, uh, your work, where, where can, where's, what's the best way for people to, to connect with your, with your creations?
1: yeah so it would be usually uh, right now i'm really on twitter because i feel like that's where a lot of people are very enthusiastic about the book and um super uh excited about uh you know getting it funded and stuff and uh, so at, i'm at hawk pro as you can see right here at my name uh at hawk underscore pro that's my name on twitter um that's where you can really find me for all my updates whether whatever i'm working on in the comic book realm I would say it's going to be there from now on, on my Instagram, not so much. It's more like I'm kind of focusing that more on my other job at, at this moment, but like, you know, it's just uh or just personal
0: pictures and whatnot.
1: But, okay. um, I would say that that Twitter is really the best place you could find me.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, ha- Hawk, Hawk pro H A A C K underscore yep. pro. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay.
1: Interesting name. I don't know why I came up with that, but
0: I think Twitter suggested it to me. I was like, okay, why <laughs> Why and then not? on and then and then on there, what they could what what people be able to do is then they can link straight to your bric a brac issue number Yes, three. and all the
1: other shows I'm on. I'm on a i am on i am on i think a couple more shows tonight too. So yeah, Pop they're doing a show with me, which I'm a little nervous about, but yeah, there's all different stuff going on. So really nice. excited stuff. Yeah.
0: Right. Pretty cool. Cool. All right. Well, Hey, well, uh, thank, thank you very much, Ryan. This is, it's always, yeah. it's always fun chatting with you.
1: And staying with you. I think, thanks for being so enthusiastic about the book and, and I re- it really means a lot because I think, you know, it, and everyone who's enthusiastic about it, that, that it, it kind of, um, it adds on to the more the excitement. It adds right. on to the, I hope that the book gets funded and I, you know, I just gonna push and push and, you know, I the book does end after Christmas in terms of like the, uh, Funding does end on New Year's Day. So it's still in the holiday season, very much in the holiday season, but I do hope that we can get it funded. So I, this is my first time trying to fund it in just December alone. Great. So far, it's proved to be pretty good, uh, but I really hope that we fund. So I, you know, praying for that. And yeah. You're
0: getting there. You're getting there. Definitely. Man. Definitely. Yeah, cool. Excellent. Well, I do too, because I tell you, my girls are looking forward to issue number three. So. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a blast. It's yeah. going to be a blast. Cool. All right. Well, thank you very much, Ryan. And, uh, and, and yeah, and Merry Christmas.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You too. You to You and yours as well. Yeah. All right. And I hope you guys read the story again and get excited, you know? <laughs>
0: right. <Whoa>. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I think what we had last year you were wearing your you had your bric-a-brac shirt on last year did you? oh yeah I have a I have
1: something I have something I can work out here okay there you go <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't I, we were trying to get new brickabrack a brac shirts for the new cover but this kind of looks bad okay there we go there you
0: go there you go you gotta get festive yeah yeah, yeah.
1: exactly <laughs>
0: yeah you're, you're you're we're gonna make sure every year you're like what you're always gonna be my my like my christmas guest
1: oh so. yeah brick rack four and beyond i mean yeah. it's it's happening
0: yeah <laughs>